This episode is powered by Flex Chargers. Hey everyone, this is officially legit. Episode 16, we're out here. Holiday season's out here. It's blessed. Lonely a week away from Thanksgiving while we're recording this, but when you're listening to this, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, this is like such a treat for you guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Show us to your family and all that. Yeah. You already know, it's your boy Wilson, aka when Kanye said, my friend showed me pictures of his kids, and all I could show him was pictures of my cribs. It's forever my mood. AKA, I'm out here respecting women, even though you treat me like Issa treated Lawrence. AKA, Theater Mill and I fought about Facebook. AKA, I just got my new Team Impala vinyl in the mail. Let's vibe and make it a fake date, shorty. AKA, let me know if you like that new Taylor Swift album so I can block you and report your life as spam. This is Kat, a.k.a. the top cheese designer in the Tampa Bay region, possibly the entire southeastern region of the U.S., a.k.a. Say you want a good time. Well, here I am, baby. Here I am, baby. A.k.a. Cat Burglar, because I'm stealing hearts. A.k.a. Shout out to my fellow Filipinos. What's the new go on? AKA Filipina Colada. Get it? Because it's like, didn't go on what's going on. Get it? I got it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. If you, you know, if you didn't explain to me what it is, like before we started recording, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. That's funny. True. Dinuguan is a very famous, popular Filipino dish. Um, I also feel like it's kind of a party trick that my parents would pull when I was a child and I had my white friends come over for a birthday party because <laughs> they would be like, oh, look, look, would you like some Dinuguan? And they'd be like, what's that? And they'd be like, it's pig's blood. And then the shock and awe and disgust <laughs> would follow, but it is actually very good, though. Shout out to Pig's Blood. <laughs> oh man, so it's been it's been quite a quite a week. Quite a week. How was your week? It was really fun. Work has been like slammed, but it's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing to be busy at work. Um then Friday I had my art show in St. Pete. Oh man, how was that? It was great. So the our show is part of like a five day festival called Et Cultura. I actually had to ask someone how to pronounce it because I was hearing like Et Cultura, Et Cultura, Et Cetera. And so I asked, so I'm glad I did. But um, it was a five day festival. It was really cool because like they had like BMX stunts happening on one day. Oh, wow. Like the same time as your show? Not the same time. It was like earlier in the day, gotcha. but the festival had like film stuff, music stuff, um, art, and like I guess BMX, extreme sports. Because <laughs> we were mm-hmm. at work, and like where our office is right, uh, located in on Central Ave in downtown, and then we just heard this like guy that kept yelling on a microphone. I'm like, what's happening? And then I checked their their live feed on Instagram, and I was like, oh, there's like a BMX biker person doing stunts like right outside. That's cool. 
Um, my art show itself did not have any extreme sports, but it was extremely delightful. Also, extremely cheesy. <laughs> yes. Yep. Many, many ways, more than just one way. But um, so Kate Green Bench were a bunch of other graphic designers that was featured. The theme was St. Pete's State of Mind. So I was like, all right, what makes you think of St. Pete? You know, what is it like to like be in the city? And I would design a grilled cheese sandwich. You a know, very melty I grilled respect cheese. That. I respect Thank that. You. you know, like 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 grilled cheese is really popping in St. Pete. Yes, it really is. Like there's there was so many places where you can get a really good grilled cheese. And my friend Lana asked me, like, what places do you recommend? And I named like five places. I was like, that was really easy. <laughs> I'm like, what other food item can I name like five recommendations um so yeah it's like my favorite food you know what hopefully after after you know the art show and stuff like that people will know St. Pete as the grilled cheese capital of the world right and did you see what I entitled my grilled cheese art what did you entitle your grilled cheese art okay it was easy cheesy DTS peasy <laughs> For those of you that don't know, DTSP is downtown St. Pete. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, and hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping that one of these restaurants, the plethora of restaurants out here, um, buys it. Because it, I think it fits the aesthetic, you know? Did I say it? Did I pronounce that word correctly? I, I think it's plethora. That's not what I said? You said plethora. Wait. Hold on. Say, play that back for me. What is it? Sh should it be? I, I, I think, I think it's plethora. Versus what I said? Plethora. I said the first one. Nah, you definitely Plethora. Okay, right. whatever. When we run it back, we'll see. <laughs> but um, it was really fun. And it was just a cool place because it was like uh, out, outside in this grassy like garden area. And it's, the weather was perfect. So... You know, it's, I, I like having, like, open space to hang out. Um, and the drinks were great. I had this raspberry cider. It was awesome. And they played Catronata, the entire 99.99% album. All right, so let me ask you, because I was just about to ask you how was the music environment, right? So while they're playing Catronata, how was the reaction from everybody else? No one was responding to it. I was flabbergasted. Like, I was like, okay, so I actually, um, there was a food truck there. And I bought a grilled cheese from the truck. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god, I'm getting like, I keep talking about my grilled cheese art piece, and it's making me really crave a grilled cheese. And luckily, they had one there. And so I was like waiting in line for my grilled cheese, and I hear this Kishana. So I'm like trying to like restrain myself from dancing too much because I'm the only one dancing. And then oh, there no. was a yeah. And then a, a little bit later, I realized that they're like still playing him. And so, like, I go out and I'm like, kind of like dancing as I'm walking, as I usually do. And then there's this other person, and they're like, "Oh yeah," and they're like dancing with me. But it was just one of those like momentary things. Like, maybe I should start a dance party. Like, I should have taken that person and then like inspired someone else. But, well, I, I think I think the, the thing is here. Like, all right, so Kaytrinata makes music that's like really danceable, but at the same time. I feel like his music is also really like calming and relaxing. That's like a that's vibe. That's true. That's so very I, true. I feel like people were just like it fit the aesthetic of the show, but at, at the same time, it wasn't used as something to make people want to dance. You know what I mean? 
that's true it was it is very chill like especially like the um certain songs it's more like yeah we're laying back right exactly exactly it's just a really chill chill joints yeah um but it was cool all my different worlds were colliding had my friends meet my um friends that i work with friends that i used to work with um it was just nice i love it i love it when my like different worlds meet word Okay, so can are we allowed to talk about um somebody else unfollowing you on Instagram? Um, is, that, is that a forbidden topic because of your art show? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna skim over it without without actually like going you know into things. The cat told let me know that you know some people. Well, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> I, I can't talk about it because there are too many, um, as you said, as I said earlier, there are too many connections and I don't want to necessarily out this person as being someone who just unfollowed me. <laughs> yeah. but, um, if you knew the specifics, you'd be like, wow, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of crappy. But, um, you know, we should have like a weekly update on how, if anybody unfollowed you or not. I just want to let everyone know that I have the app. <laughs> <laughs> I will know <laughs> if you decide to unfollow me. I'm gonna know, and maybe you don't care, but I'll know. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Don't don't unfollow Cat unless you want to be aired out on this podcast. I dare you. I dare you to um um download the app and see how it. Uh, <laughs> I, no, the thing is, I don't care, Cat. Like, I'll download it, and it won't, it won't bother me. You know what I mean? It won't bother me. Okay, fine. We'll see. So, how was your week? My my week is pretty good. Pretty good. Like, um, I uh, I spent a lot Wait, of the week. Hold on. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I forgot to say. Talk about the American Horror Story finale. Okay. I mean, are you gonna spoil it for people? <laughs> no, but I have to tell you about the amazing meal that we had. Oh yes, please let us know. Because it was we. Okay. Some pictures you post. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry, this is a really big deal on Tuesday. <laughs> So, um, as you maybe know, like I watch American Horror Story every week, and um, the finale was surprise, surprise, um, kind of a disappointment. But it was saved by the meal that my friends and I put together. Well, actually, Jasmine and Mike cooked all of it, but whatever. So, <laughs> so credit goes to them. But. We had Sloppy Joe's, home-cooked Sloppy Joe's. If you watch the show, you would understand the significance of that. We had clown cupcakes because they were clowns. And um, we also got to decorate our cupcakes if we wanted to, and we had wine. So it was like, you know, Sloppy Joe's and wine. <laughs> Makes sense. A little vibe. And what we decided to do, though, is we decided to take a picture of it to put on Twitter for hopefully some Twitter clout. <laughs> okay. Um, how did it do? Um, it did not do as well as I hoped. Um, but we like it was pretty fun because like all of us, I was like, okay, guys, we need a caption for this, and like every word was thoughtfully, thoughtfully thought out, thoughtfully thought out. Um, but we did get and we tagged like all, almost all of the cast members in it, obviously. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, everyone, do I use hashtag ahs cult? Or hashtag AAHS finale. And then, or do I use both? And they're like, no, 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 don't use both. <laughs> Just use the finale one. I mean, it's like, you know, you have to be very careful. Um, one of the cast members did like the photos, so that was exciting. But okay. 
I was expecting more, but whatever. I get it. They're probably busy with finale stuff. But. Gotcha. But I mean, at least you got one of them to like it. That's 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 step forward, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then someone, some random person, was like, "This is hilarious." So that's nice. <laughs> um, Chaz Bono liked it, which is cool. Who's that? Um, he was on. He's actually started in last season, and then is it this season? So he's only been in two episodes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Who, um, who does he play in last season? Um, he plays one of the people that um. Is like I don't want to smile it, but one of the people that lives in Roanoke that looks like a hick and gotcha, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, I don't want to so, spoil it. So can I mean uh, you're you're really not spoiling it. That's been over a year since it's been done. So I mean, like there's no spoilers here. But I mean, like so you mentioned how the the finale was bad, right? And this yes. goes back to my topic of how American Story Horror Stories is trash now. It's just trash now. Like, let's be real. Like, like it gets you real hyped in the first couple episodes. Then there's like a long, drawn out like middle part, and then a really terrible ending. So the thing with this, yes, I agree. That's how it's been. But with this season, the middle part was not drawn out. It was actually really, really good, except for one episode with Lena Dunham. Everyone that I talked to said it was awful, but everything else was amazing. But then it was literally like the the last like couple minutes of the finale, but I don't say anything else. But yes, American Horror Story is like a bad, a bad boyfriend. But you know he's he sucks, but you just keep running back. I mean, they <laughs> they just announced that they're connecting Coven and Murder House for next season. And you know what? I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, watch it. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, like I'm I'm gonna watch it too. But like I'm just like they can't fuck it up. They can't fuck it up. Like, well, they probably will. <laughs> they probably will for sure, for sure. But I'm still, they, I'm still gonna watch it because I love it. It's like and a love hate relationship. You, you got to keep in mind that multiple characters play multiple roles in both Coven and Murder House, so <laughs> it would be interesting to see how they pull that off. I feel like it's just gonna be Sarah Paulson and Evan Peters just going back and forth with each other. Yeah. Um, I forgot her name, but the the lady that was like in all of them. What's her name? Um, except except the last like two seasons. Oh, um, the shit. Why can't the I? The older the older lady. I forgot her name. She was like. Uh, yes. Oh, Jessica Lay. Jessica yeah, yeah. Lane. Like, Lane. Like, yeah. Jessica like they would, they would have to bring her back, and I don't think she wants to do it anymore. I know. It's very unfortunate, but we'll see. And next year, I'm gonna next year this time I'll probably we'll be recording this episode and be like, Ep season eight of American Horror Story sucked. Why did I watch it? Yeah, no, but you know what? I give them a for effort. Yes, yes. All they're right, trying. Now, they're trying. That's true. They try something new, which I can respect. Like every season, it's something. It's a new theme, so they have to try something new. So, yeah. Right. Right. Except season six was garbage, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so okay, how was your week, Wilson? Oh, my week was tight. Um, you know, Rolling Loud is twenty-seven days away now, and oh, man. it's it's approaching fast, like really fast. And um, it's just like me. It's been a little little hectic because me trying to focus a majority of my energy on that with 
us still having a really big 21 Savage Tour this coming up weekend and also trying to prepare some Art Basel event. It's been it's been a lot. It's been a lot to take in. But um, you know, luckily we have a really good team around us and we're we're working on it good. But um What are you we, normally we, doing around this time of the year? Because this is the first year that you're having not just one, but three rolling loud events in one year. At this time of the year, to be honest, like last year I, I had a regular job and stuff. I mean, I had a regular job still working on rolling loud. But it wasn't like a full-time thing so like i wasn't really focused on rolling loud like mm -hmm. at all like i mean like we were we were preparing uh to drop the pre-sale in december right for miami but that's about it like we we had we had like very little to do with the lineup yet not until december um and honestly i was worried about thanksgiving the other day i just realized thanksgiving was next week yeah you know i mean like like it's crazy. I, I honestly forgot. That's how that's how tied up mentally I am. Like I have I am not prepared for Thanksgiving at all. At all. Do you have any Thanksgiving plans? Uh TBA. <laughs> oh, 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 oh sorry. You're gonna um, find something. Oh I mean I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It's just like it, it sucks because like I, I I like you know, I'm making my schedule for like my my month and stuff like that. And I completely forgot that Thanksgiving was somewhere in there. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I have I have a Twenty One Savage store starting on Black Friday, so I can't. I have to be like mentally prepared for that, and every I have to have everything prepared for that. Maybe you should ask Twenty One Savage if he has any room at the dinner table for you. <laughs> That's between, actually not a bad idea. Between you and Amber Rose, between Amber Rose and Twenty One Savage, maybe oh you know? I, I wouldn't eat. <laughs> yeah, tell him that I won't even eat. I yeah, wouldn't eat any food. Um, just want to be there for the gram. Yeah. Will they be, will they be here in Tampa? No, they'll be in Atlanta. Oh, that makes sense. Well, then tell them you'll meet them in Atlanta. I'll be there, wherever. Yeah, right. Where, where do you want me to go? I'll be there. Um, but no, yeah, Orlando is on uh, Friday, and we're doing the Tampa show on Sunday. So I will be in Tampa this weekend. Up. All right. Oh, you're announcing that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess. I guess it's okay for me to announce that. Yeah. Wilson is going to be in Tampa. Um, if you want to give him any Thanksgiving leftovers, you can find him here in the city. Yeah. Right. Bring me a plate. It's all good. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, you know, the whole team we got together. Um. You know, Tariq, he came down from Orlando and uh, we we had a meeting, a really like big meeting earlier this week. Um, you know, you know how we do our meetings. We went to Tootsie's uh, top floor getting shoulder rubs like Jake, like Drake said. You know what I mean? Like, um, did you have a Birkin bag? No, I didn't. But I, I did have lobster tail from a Tootsie's. It's, it's amazing. Like, I recommend anybody that want that comes to Miami and is looking for great food. Go to Tootsie's. Wait, is the Tootsie's is Tootsie's a strip club? Absolutely, it's the, all the best food in Miami are in strip clubs. Oh fact. wow! Yeah, okay. Eleven, Eleven, and Tootsie's has like the greatest food. So you know what though, my why I'm hesitant to eat food at a strip club is I feel like it'd be way more expensive than a regular restaurant. I mean, That's yes and no. So some things are, some things aren't. You know what I'm saying? What about the lobster tails? The lobster tail is like it was like thirty bucks. Which is like I think average price for a lobster tail, to be honest. 
But do you get sides? You do. You do. I got okay. I got I got rice and beans in my lobster too. Okay. As long as you get sides, because like I don't know if I I'm gonna still be hungry. I'm I'm not gonna I wouldn't be able to focus at the strip club. I'll be like <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna need to um have a full stomach and then you can proceed. Thank you. Continue your dancing. Right, right. So you know, imagine this scenario. Like don't imagine it too much, but just imagine this scenario. Like, like we're, we're at Tootsie's, the top floor, you know what I'm saying? We got our own section and all that. We're, we order our food, we're all eating, you know, we got women around us and all that, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, we're enjoying, we're enjoying ourselves, we're having a good time, we're talking about, you know, rolling loud related things, you know what I mean? Like, trying to get the ball more rolling for everything, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> it was totally intended, just accept it. <laughs> Um, and you know, and then we leave, we leave, right? And and then like as we're leaving, we find out the little peep died. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like now we just toured little peep. Like yeah. literally like a week ago, a week and a half ago. You know what I'm saying? And like it's crazy how that happened. Like we haven't booked, we had them booked for uh SoCal rolling loud. You know what I'm saying? And like it's insane how that happened. We were just talking to his agent earlier that day about like his contract and all that. Like, it's insane. And, um, you know, I like us being so like up here, right? After like leaving Tootsie's and then like getting brought down because of him yeah. dying. You know what I'm saying? The way to like uh, for us to, uh, I guess, uh, get your spirits up. Yeah, we we went to another strip club. Oh <laughs> well, maybe in his honor. I guess yeah. But we went to we went to Cheetahs and I had yeah, <laughs> I had the most amazing strawberry shortcake ever. <laughs> the most amazing strawberry shortcake ever. It was fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. All right, and so I'm gonna remember that. Get the lobster tail, lobster and tail and chicken wings, lobster tail and chicken wings from Tootsie's. Okay, and then and the strawberry shortcake. At strawberry shortcake at Cheetahs. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, Wouldn't that's, it be funny if you just like if you went to Cheetahs because thinking of the strip club, and then you get there and it's literally just a bunch of like cheetahs, like the animal. <laughs> what? It's it's like a like a cheetah preservative preservative <laughs> spot. Yeah, a preservative. You mean like a preserve? Oh um, yes, it would be funny if it was a cheetah, <laughs> a cheetah preserve, and then you get there, and then like someone who's dressed as like Steve Irwin comes out and greets you, and like, "Hello, <laughs> thank you so much for coming in. I know it's like two a.m., but we're very dedicated to our, you know, habitat." Okay, anyways, <laughs> sorry. So, no, and, and like the, the good thing, the good thing, honestly, like, all right, so Tampa, Tampa has like a couple strip clubs that have good food too, like. Um, Mom's the, nah, I don't think they serve food there. I don't know. Um, the me. the penthouse has really good steak. Has really good steak, right? It's just the only the only problem is is that like strip clubs in Tampa they close really early, right? And, and like really like, early, like at two. And like the ones the ones that don't close early, their food stops. They stop serving food like at midnight, right? Mm. Like shit, I ordered a strawberry shortcake at Cheetahs at like three a.m. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like 3 a.m. Do they have other baked goods there? 
Oh yeah, they, they have all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I already know what I'm gonna call what I want to call the segment. What? <laughs> New York Strip Club. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we went on a Wednesday, right? We went to uh, Tootsie's and Cheetos like on a Wednesday. So like, uh, you know, it's not as popping. I don't want to say that the women weren't as popping because the women were popping. It's just like, it's not like the weekend because you get all the wild shit on the weekend. You know what I'm saying? But, but, you have, but you're there for a meeting. So you have to like get shit done. Yeah, but you know, sometimes, sometimes when you're in certain meetings, you need motivation and like, you, know, you need to get inspired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, nah, it was fun. It was cool. It was it was great uh hanging out with the team. Like we don't get much time nowadays to actually do that. You know what I mean? Because we're all like so busy with other shit. Oh. But it was it was cool doing that for sure. You know what um, I thought was still really funny though? So Wilson is at this he was at this meeting at a strip club, I guess, eating um lobster tail and stuff. But he did not fail to continue our pool game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yo, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, Kat. So I'm playing, I'm making my move in pool, right? I'm starting to make my move. Like, meanwhile, like this, um, she's, uh, uh, she's half Puerto Rican, half Japanese stripper, right? And uh -huh. she, like, she's, like, dancing on me and stuff. And, like, I'm trying to make my move on pool. And she, like, takes my I phone. <laughs> iOS pool on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, I was cool. Um, she's like takes my phone and makes the move for me and like fucks up. I got so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> so bad. I was like, yo, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why would you do that? Well, was she was she dancing on you while you were playing pool? Yeah. Well, that's why. <laughs> that's so rude. She's she's trying to do her job here and you're not even you're playing pool on your phone. <laughs> if I was here, I would definitely mess up your score too. Oh man, <laughs> like I bet you were pretty confused of how I messed up that bad too, because it was like I hit I hit like the opposite ball like completely. Uh, well, I guess this is just a sign of your dedication to the game. You already know. You already know out here trying so, trying to win as many pool games as possible. Uh, <clears throat> so if you want if you want Wilson to pay attention to you via messages, start a pool game with him. Because then nothing can deflect him from responding back. Wow! Why? Why would you give the key out like that? <laughs> why would you? Why? Why would you give my secrets out like that? Exclusive, officially legit exclusives only on this podcast. That's that's definitely the key, though. If you want, if you want a quicker response from me, just play me in a pool. So, um, you mentioned something about Art Basil. Art Basil. Art Basil. Art Basil. Okay. Art Basil. Um, that's when's that happening? The whole of it. Art Basel. All right. So Art Basel week, right? Art Basel week is the first full week of December. Um, going on like a lot of events. Uh, Wu Ting. Wu Ting is performing. Uh, Three Points is bringing out Wu Ting. Um, what? That's crazy. Yeah, I, I remember last year there was a who was it? Uh, it was Kid Cudi. There was a Kid Cudi show going on across the street from the Young Thug show that I, we had that same night. You know, the Young Thug and, Sh and Shlomo. Mm -hmm. Um, the year before there was like ASAP Rocky and DJ Khaled had a show. Like, the, there's always things going on, and those are like in the bigger spots. If you think about even in the smaller joints, 
Um, uh, Joe Cool from Soul Selection had a show. Um, a bunch of like DJs and you know turntable people have like shows in like little art galleries and stuff. Go out like, like all the times, and nine, nine times out of ten they're free. Um, there, I remember two years ago. Two years ago, I got uh, invited to uh, this complex event um, where they had uh, it was Gold Link, Denzel Curry, and a couple other people. What? Yeah, and like I remember we got there and it was like raining really hard, so I didn't want to go in because it was like outdoor shit. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, there's events going on all the time. You just got to RSVP to things. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit about what Rolling Loud has in store for our Basil? Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, no, I can't. We got to cut that part out. Okay. Because I, I'm not sure if by the time this comes out, the, the flyer is going to be ready. Because I think they're just going to announce it the week of. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's like, cool. Like a pop-up shop sort of thing. Um, so how was the rest of your strip club meeting? Oh, well, I, I mean, that was it for my strip club meeting, but I could tell you about the rest of my week. Like, Oh, yeah. So I just, you know, <laughs> always assume that you're just in a strip club for your whole week. I remember I was playing pool with Wilson, and then he was telling me about how it was a strip club, and I was like at home watching The Office, and I'm like, what is your life? This is It's Wednesday. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, no, no, honestly, that was like, you know how people like after work they go to like happy hour that was like our happy hour sort of thing um but no on top of that um let's see uh i went to the um game the university of miami versus virginia game um it's my first time going to college football game here in miami and like they they the game was really important because if they won they were going to end, end the season as undefeated and if they lost then they were going to be it was going to be like a riot so like they were losing for almost a whole game and then they ended up coming back to win. But um, you know, shout out to Brian, the lawyer, coming through with these tickets. We had like great seats. Um and uh I remember uh you know I didn't think about I didn't think about like what I what I was wearing and stuff like that, if it was like appropriate, but it definitely wasn't because I wasn't wearing anything uh, University of Miami related and I stuck out like a sore thumb. Like, what did you wear? Just regular Rolling Loud gear, <laughs> and like, really? Um, yeah, um, like everybody around me was like orange and orange and green, you know, because they they were wearing all the colors, and like, I'm wearing a white white tee with a black hat. Oh, as I mean, as long as you're not wearing the other team's colors. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. But um, wow. it was cool. Honestly, I had a great time. I had a great time. It was it was fun. Uh. I, I, I can see why people are fans of college sport because it's a really intense environment. But man, I couldn't dedicate myself full time. Like those people, are, everybody around us are like season ticket holders, and like yo, like it's not that serious. Like you don't, you don't even go to the school. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I you definitely see that at like UM and like uh, UF for sure, FSU. People who don't even go to that school but are like diehard fans. Right, um, right. I mean, I went to USF, so uh, it's not as common there. But we've been doing pretty well this season. Have you? Yes, I'm What's actually. I'm looking for it right now. I know that we were undefeated for like a while, but I think that it recently got ruined. But that's okay. 
Um, I don't know how to find it. Oh, wait. I don't know how to find it. <laughs> but I, I've been told that we're doing well. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, but you know, after after the game, um, you know, it, you as we were leaving, um, did you sneeze? Was that a sneeze? I coughed. Oh well, bless you, anyways. All right. So <laughs> after after the game, um, you know, I'm le we're leaving. We're getting to the parking lot, and I see like, yo, all right. So let me pause and let me just say, Dominicans, right? Are the most loudest people on this planet. Well, I don't mean by loudest like voice. I don't mean like voice loud, right? I mean like um loudest as far as like we gotta let people know that we're Dominican and we're here. Like like yo, like this guy, he had like a flag, he had like a built-in flagpole on his truck, right? And like on the flagpole, he had the, the, the UM flag, right? And then he had a Dominican flag right underneath it. Like, how unnecessary is that? Like, like you have to let people know not only that you're a UM fan, but you also got to let them know that you're Dominican too. At the same time, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. I don't even have like one flag. Wait, I'm no, not gonna lie. I have, I have a Dominican flag too. Actually, but I don't look like that. That's crazy. Actually, that's a lie. I have a Filipino flag. Never mind. I, don't know. <laughs> I have a yeah. Filipino flag. Um, but no flag poles though, so I guess I'm not that dedicated. Not, and it's definitely not attached to my car. Right. 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 Um, but yeah, no, that was, that was basically in a nutshell, my week, like uh, everything else has been just working on rolling loud and shit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I watched wrestling last night. That was cool. I'm trying to learn more about wrestling. Um, you know, like, like, um, I, you know, I was talking to somebody last night about, about, uh, how I just watched like the wrestling pay-per-view. Right. And they were like, how, how do you do it? How do you, how do you stay in tune with like, you know, everything hip-hop related and festival related and you do so much cool shit like go to festivals strip club and travel everywhere but you still have time to like nerd out on wrestling right and the truth is right is like i'm a nerd first before i'm a cool guy you know what i mean like i i, I, I prioritize all my nerd shit first before anything cool related like come on I'm hold. I have an Nintendo Switch. I was playing Mario Odyssey before we started recording this. You know what I mean? Like, like all oh, my Wilson just held up his Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 if I don't, if I don't have a balance between like my regular, like everyday things, like being a nerd and my cool part of my life, then my head will explode. You know what I mean? Mm. What other, what other nerd things? Let's see. I didn't, I didn't realize wrestling was a nerd thing. It very much is a nerd thing. Soon, yeah. Anything that has a convention is a nerd thing. <laughs> Facts. Anything, anything like anything that has a convention is a nerd thing. And you're saying you've been to a wrestling convention before? I'm not gonna deny or or <laughs> agree to that. But um, no, I, I you know I watch wrestling like two three times a week. Um, wow. Yeah, I uh, play video games. You know what I'm saying? I uh, what video uh, games? Let's see. I'm playing Mario Odyssey. I play Zelda. Um, I play uh, wrestling games. I play uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Um, you know, just really nerdy shit. Like, um, watch Dragon Ball Super. Watch <laughs> Dragon Ball Super. Like, if I, if I don't do these things right, and I 100% dedicate my time to like, you know, work and 
Because at the end of the day, all this cool shit that people say that I do is work, right? If yeah. I dedicate if I dedicate my time to just work, I would not love what I do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Um, and what is your cup that you're drinking out of? Oh, yeah. I'm drinking out of a wrestling cup. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, that is your update of the day. Um, Wilson by week of your week. Um, so you did get some sad news though, right? Are we talking about little peeps still? No, not, no, not, not that sad. Um, you were not selected. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about it. See, all right. For those of you that have seen me, I have a really symmetrical face. You know what I'm saying? I got, I, got a, I got a really good symmetrical face. I got, you know, I would say, I would say I'm a solid seven. You feel me? I'm a solid seven in the face. Out of what? Out of ten. Out of ten in the face. You know what I mean? Well, I, I got a nice, I got a nice symmetrical face. And somehow, I don't even know the guy's name. What's his name? Blake Shelton. Yeah. Somehow, Blake Shelton with a square head, SpongeBob-looking ass, look, got selected as like. What was it? The most attractive man alive, or something like that? The, the sexiest, the sexiest man alive. I'm not even gonna say that. That's so sus. Like, no, no, that's that's no way, no way. They didn't even put me in contention. That's the thing that got me fucked up. That's the thing that got me fucked up. They didn't even put me in contention. Like, yo, like his head is shaped like SpongeBob, bro. Like it's crazy. I will always be confused by Blake Shelton. Like, for example, he and Gwen Stefani are together. I, that was when I was like, wait, who's this Blake Shelton? Why is this happening? Um, and then I just cannot get on board with the Blake Shelton thing because I have a very specific reason. Every time I see him or hear his name, I immediately think of Pizza Hut. What? <laughs> because he did a commercial for their bacon stuffed crust pizza like a couple years ago for Pizza Hut. And... That commercial would always play, and I would be like, why the fuck is this guy doing a Pizza Hut commercial? And so now, every time I see him, all I think of is bacon stuffed crust pizza from Pizza Hut, and that is not the definition of someone who'd be the sexiest man alive. Definitely. <laughs> That's Definitely. my own very specific sus. reason. But, um, yeah, a lot of people were very confused by this choice, too. Well, you could be confused about it, right? But nobody is as outraged as me. This is, this is, this is, this is wild. This is wild. Like, do you demand a recount? I do. No, I, I don't even want a recount. I just want them to, to give me a reason why I wasn't even considered. This is crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, campaign for 2018. Wilson it has a symmetrical face. <laughs> I got a symmetrical face. You gotta, you gotta let them know. You know what I'm saying? My face is wild symmetrical, and for all, for all like reasoning, that should mean that I should at least be nominated. I mean, with you know. Someone pointed out how Donald Trump is president. Blake Shelton is a sexist man alive. Um, Lena Dunham is a feminist icon. And just like, everything's backwards. Everything's backwards right now. Wait, do people actually think that, that she's a feminist icon? A lot of people do. I mean, maybe p things have changed um, since, like, within the past couple days, which we'll talk about later on. She was in American Horror Story playing this, like, a real person who's like a uh, seen as like a feminist person 
um, who actually existed in the 60s. Um, yeah, people think she's amazing and like really here for women's rights. But well, we're going to talk about that later. But yeah, so Donald Trump's president, Blake Shelton's sex is going to lie. Honestly, like I feel like I feel like I'm a bigger feminist than she is. Probably, but we we need to stick to our segment order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. About it. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, uh, if you, I heard that um, Blake Shelton initially like did not want to be given this title because it's like you find out how ugly you are. <laughs> When Listen, you're named that, something like that, this. That's how you know that he, that's how you know they fucked up. If they gave it to me, I'm embracing that shit. What do you, what I'm changing my Twitter name. I'm changing my Twitter name to the sexiest man alive. I'm changing, I'm changing everything. everything. I mean, even even he knew that this probably wasn't um the best choice. Listen, um, did, did he get a trophy or something? Um, I don't think you get a trophy, but all right. If he got a certificate or a trophy for a trophy or something, Blake Shelton just send it my way. Just take the L. I'll embrace it. Um, he has, oh, he has deer footprints on as a tattoo. Wow, how sus is that? <laughs> um, I just I think you should just look at the picture too, because I feel like it, inside you can kind of tell that he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Because I'm not really that sure either. Um, but <clears throat> there have been like a bunch of lists though, um, rating people's sexiness, and Blake Shelton's was like definitely a weird choice, but there are some that are like just really fucked up. Yo, you know what? Like I I wanted I wanted to see how exactly we're gonna attack this topic. Like honestly, I've been I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it because like this is really a a really tough topic to hit. You know what I mean? With mm -hmm. everything everything else is going around with you know sexual harassment and everything, but yeah, go mm -hmm. ahead. So um, Millie Bobby Brown, who is still just uh, like uh, twelve or thirteen. Um, she was named as one of like the sexiest sexiest actresses. Yeah, she's 13 years old and it was W Magazine. Yep, W Mag. Um she was featured in like the hottest TV stars and they like they called her the name of the article was why TV is sexier than ever. And like you have like people that you would expect maybe Alexander Skarsgård, James Franco, <clears throat> Nicole Kidman, well and um a couple other people who are like you know adults and then you have a 13 year old on there millie bobby brown and it's just why why would you just you could describe her as you know um beautiful i don't mean would it be weird uh, sexy is just so specific to like sex and that no 13 year old should ever be described that way it, it you know it's it's something something that's been going on for like years right Mm -hmm. But, you know, on one end, like, you have people complaining, complaining about, you know, uh, Hollywood, like, you know, sexualizing, like, minors, but they're the ones that's doing it. You know what I'm saying? The press is the one that's doing it. Like, you know. Yeah. When we talk they definitely about, have a hand in it. Right, right. When we talked about this last night, you mentioned how Britney Spears was, was you know, sexualized when she was a kid. 
Yeah, like um, this is not something that was that is new at all. <clears throat> I think people are um, quicker to call it out because I think people are more critical of these things now. But this is the like sexualizing children, literal kids, um, minors are. It's been going on for a long time. And I remember, I it made me think about Britney Spears's um, magazine cover. Um, well, let me double check her age, but even before she was on that cover with the Teletubby for Rolling Stone, like it's, it's like everything that, the way that she was posed, um, everything's just very suggestive. And she was like only what, 16? She was like 16. Yeah. It happened, it happened to Michael Jackson. Like, like he got offered to like pose like nude when he was 16 as well. And like MTV, MTV had put him like on a list as like the the hottest young stars and called them sexy and all that. He was like 16. It's crazy. Yeah. And so the Britney Spears cover where she's laying down, <clears throat> she's laying down uh, and like basically her underwear with a Teletubby. Um, that was a cover of Rolling Stone and she was only, she was 17. So it's like they, it's, they know what they're doing. She's technically a minor. They'll probably be like, look, she's clothed. She's just laying down. What's the problem? But it's like all very suggestive. And like, I was actually listening to um, <clears throat> some pop songs from the early 2000s and 90s. And I just kept thinking like, damn, like this is what they were talking about when they were like all teenagers. And I was like singing along to it when I was like in elementary school. It's like the themes are very really actually like pretty inappropriate when you think yeah, about it yeah for sure um you know and and this is not to say that you know because millie bobby brown like she as far as like a, a, on a fashion note on a fashion note she's serving looks like she's killing right, it she's right. killing it you know what i mean and that's not to take away the fact that she has a really good eye and sense in fashion right but to use the term sexy you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Somebody that's 13, come on. Like, you're asking. You're asking to get yelled, like, get scrutinized by the public. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to say. Like, what would be a better way to, to like, if you wanted to um, describe Millie Bobby Brown, like, talk about how she her, she is on top of fashion. Talk about how um, you can even say, like, pretty, I guess. I mean, if you wanted to go there. Uh, but sexy is just way too specific and it's really creepy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, not not just Millie Bobby Brown, though, but it's also her co-star, Finn. Um, yeah. He, he was like, there was a 27-year-old um, actress, and she was like, she tweeted or something that was like, uh, Finn, let me know, like, hit me up in a few years. And he was like, um, you're, like, really old. <laughs> you're so much older than me. Why are you talking to me this way? And I remember back... Um, when I was younger, Mary Kate and Ashley, there was like a countdown to when they turned 18. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And um, so it's just been something that's been going on for a long time. And then like, then like there are all these um, things that come out of these actors and musicians and stuff like trying to um, get with minors. And then the media wants to act all shocked, but it's like, like you're, you have a hand on this too. Like right, you, need to, right. you need to check yourself. You know, it's it's in, on one aspect, it's it's kind of great that a lot of these people are being put out. You know what I mean? I was reading something. I read a really in depth thing about the shit about uh, Sylvester Stallone, right? Oh, what happened with Sylvester Stallone? 
Yeah, like in the 80s when he was like really, really popping with Rambo and Rocky. Um, he apparently like was like uh, molesting a 16 year old. <gasps> yeah. And like yeah. A- amongst other things, but that's the one that stood out. Right. That's the one situation that stood out. And like I'm thinking to myself, right, like, yo, like at this point, at this point, is it fair to say that we can we can honestly accuse, like, not accuse, we can look at everybody and say that they probably did something wrong in um, Hollywood? In Hollywood, you know what I mean? How, that's how it feels. Like, I feel like now, um, like every time I, like I said before, every time that I stand for someone, it's like, man, I hope they didn't do something fucked up. Um, Ben Affleck, right? So. Oh my God! He's- ben Affleck is right now. He's currently in the doing PR for the Justice League movie, right? Mm-hmm. Which I gotta say was an amazing movie, by the way. But but that's that's not has nothing to do with this. So, um, uh, I think he was on the Colbert show, the Stephen Colbert show, and uh, like the the host was like grilling him, was grilling him, and not asking really questions about Justice League, but was asking about the allegations about his relation with Harvey Weinstein about mm. like, things like that. And like, he got really awkward and like, wasn't really like directly responding to anything. And apparently like he left the interview and got like, he was so stressed out that he got like hives. He got like hives like, all, all well, over his face. Yeah. Because he knows that he's like guilty of being creep too. Like, um, do you know who Hillary Burton is? Nah, but I heard about that whole thing with MTV. Yeah, so Hillary Burton was like a big star on One Tree Hill, and this was like a long time ago. She was also a VJ on TRL, and she was like um, interviewing with Ben Affleck, and like he like like went put his arm around her and like squeezed her like nipple or squeezed her boob, and it's just like she just at the time was just like haha, like haha, what is going on? But he just like felt like he could grope whoever he wanted to because you know the way he is and so that mentality is just really in hollywood i guess with all these powerful guys right right that's that's i guess like that example is what i'm trying to say like i feel like like it's not beyond any but any of these men and women right men and women that um to do these things because i heard i heard like this wild story about nicole kidman right that nicole kidman was uh would like you know like grab grab the crotch of it, all, all the all the like the the writers and like producers and shit like and then really? she would walk, yeah she would just walk by and grab them without them she didn't they won't say anything to her like all the interns and the camera people and all that and nobody would say anything to her either because she's like Nicole Kidman you know what I mean oh that's weird right but like that's the thing like I think that it was so normalized for so many years that now everything is just coming into light that like yo like this shit is actually creepy. You know what I mean? Like, it was uh-huh. just at the time. At the time, it's like, oh, it's just Nicole Kidman, ha ha. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or it's, just, it's just Ben Affleck. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's okay. It's just Ben Affleck. But yeah. like, now it's like, yo, like this shit is creepy. And this leads back to like, so it circles back to the original topic. Like, yo, like let's stop making it normal to sexualize these kids. Yes, exactly. Let's stop making it normal. Like this has been going on for too long. Yeah. And um, I'm glad that people are finally, you know, attacking this and criticizing it for what it is because um, it's they uh, maybe it has something to do with how they're famous and people feel like they can say whatever they want about a celebrity, but they're still kids, you know, when it comes down to it. Um, But 
I just, uh, it's so weird how, why would, why would anyone in their right mind um, describe a child as being sexy? But right, you're right. probably a pedophile if he did that. She's 13. Um, yeah. So, and you know, you've got, um, you've got people like Terry Crews too, who he, he was like groped by this guy who, who's like a big name in Hollywood. And, um, he said something about it too. So it's like, but he says like, he understands how, why someone wouldn't want to say, wouldn't want to like say something. Cause you're talking about like powerful people. Um, if you make a scene, then, you know, it might look bad on you. And Terry Crews is not like a small dude. No, but he recognized that like, if he said something like he, if he went off on this guy, it would might look bad on him as this like big, like black guy, like being violent against this other guy, you know? So he's like, I don't know what to do, but he's just very awkward. Right. So maybe, you know, here's, here's some um, comment for all of everyone, everywhere, not just Hollywood, stop groping people. Stop groping people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. And you know, like you know, we during the week we were talking about Bojack Horseman, right? And like, yeah. and I don't remember exactly, but there was an episode with that girl, um, that was like his his child co co star, mm -hmm. um, and how she she had mentioned that like, uh, um, oh, she made a joke or something along the lines like, oh, you you know, I um I pulled into a um to the casting call and you know like i just stood there and and uh he took pictures of me or whatever and i got the i got the job and then bojack was like did you have to get naked and she was like what of course i did how do you think i got the job like uh, it, it's satire right it's satire yeah. but that's the that's the truth like that shit is normal nowadays you know what i mean like come mm -hmm. on let's stop normalizing mm -hmm. weird shit let's stop normalizing weird shit like that's just weird shit it is and um and it's also just saying that all the people who are pedophiles that you're it's okay what you're doing and it's normal and just continue on but it's not so. somebody that seems to always know has like for some reason know about all this weird shit happening in hollywood but doesn't really say anything about it is seth mcfarland like he, yeah. uses, he uses the family guy platform to literally make fun of these, these specific situations, right? Mm -hmm. and he had, um, there was a clip where, <laughs> there's a part where um, Kevin Spade, there's a scene in Family Guy where um, uh, Stewie is running away and he's like naked and he's like, ah, Kevin Spacey is like trying to get me. And so that episode came out way before these allegations about Kevin Spacey Yep. Came out. And it's like, okay, so I guess Seth MacFarlane, like, maybe there were these rumors in Hollywood that people just knew that Kevin Spacey was like a pedophile. Um, but the thing is, there are so many instances where um, it seems like Family Guy has called it out or mentioned something very specific like that and made a joke out of it. But the thing is, he only made a joke about it. It's like, I don't know, like, I couldn't you have done more than just like making fun of the situation. Right, right, exactly. I I don't know, man. I, I feel like I feel like on his defense, on his defense, right, he probably knew of like of possibilities of allegations, but never knew like facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like 
That's fair. I mean, that's that's fair that maybe they were just rumors and he doesn't, and especially with how um, how powerful these people are, you don't really want to take too much of a risk if you're not 100% sure. But the thing is, his jokes kind of, the victims of the situation were always the butt of the jokes. You right, know what I mean? Right, so, right, right. So, like, I, I don't know if, like, Seth MacFarlane, I would see him as, like, like, a hero in this situation mm-hmm. because he kind of just like made fun of everything, you know? Right. And it's like, you're not that useful if you're just making fun of everything. So. And you know what? Like, I, I think, I think that like he, all right. So it, let's say you were Seth MacFarlane, right? Let's say you were Seth MacFarlane. What, how, what would be your best way of, of attacking it without, without uh, accusing somebody of something you don't know? Um, like, 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 let's say there were rumors, like, you know, let's say there were rumors and what would be your best way? I think he shouldn't have made a joke about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. Now, now he looks weird. Now he looks weird. Maybe, like, uh, you said this before, like, when they're, when these rumors happen, even if you don't know if they're true, you have to take, you don't take them lightly. Like, exactly. You like, you shouldn't take this lightly. Yeah. Because, you know, that's. In the end, he just made a joke out of it. Like maybe you know, he thinks it's funny, and it's not funny. And and this goes back to when 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 he said about Harvey Weinstein and the Oscars in like 2013. What did he say? You know what I mean? He said on stage, like he was announcing like the best female actor, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, "Congratulations, you five ladies no longer have to pretend to be attracted to Harvey Weinstein." He said that. Yeah, it's a fact. It's a oh, fact. Oh my god! So it's just like something that. He was it was supporting actress. That's what it was. He was announcing the supporting actress. But like, so, he obviously knew. He obviously knew. You know what I'm saying? Like And like think about all right, so obviously it must have been a really awkward moment, but for um Harvey Weinstein. But think about was it also an awkward moment for the people that he actually like yeah. actually assaulted? And then so you have to think about all right, is my joke actually helping these people or is it more just making a joke about everything? I, I don't think it's helping at all. I think honestly, mm-hmm. like it wasn't used to help at all. It was used to make to make a joke. But like, all right, here's the thing. I, I remember watching that, right? I remember mm-hmm. watching that. And I didn't even know what it, what he was talking about. Because I didn't know one, I didn't know who Harvey Weinstein was. Yeah. Right? One. And two, even if I did know that he was a director, I would not put that two and two together. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Like what does that mean? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So that's the thing with satire. Like, you have to, it's not, if it's not actually attacking what, what you're trying to attack, if it's not actually criticizing that, but actually making, like, the victim of the situation the butt of the joke, then you're just adding to, like, their suffering, you know? Right, right. It, it just seems like a joke that's you're making, you're making fun of, that victim so um satire is hard um but if you can't do it don't do it yeah just don't just don't um another person who just shouldn't and just just stop is lena dunham ah uh, yeah we touched base a little bit about it earlier in the episodes but let's get into it so i have not been a fan of lena dunham for a while because um She's just, she's some, as I've seen on the interwebs, people have called her a feminist. She definitely uses feminism or her brand of feminism to kind of like 
get her show out there um, to kind of just talk about stuff that she cares about, but she's actually a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> um, aside from um, everything that she said, so like, for example, um, she posted a tweet about how she she dreamt that she, she tweeted in 2010. I'm just kind of giving a rundown of all the things that make Lena Dunham horrible. And then we're going to deep go dive into what she just did. But uh, she tweeted, just found my creative journal from 2005. It begins, I dreamed I was a prostitute and that I molested a little African-American rodent. What? No so, way. So, yeah, she, so not, okay, I understand like in 2005, maybe you had some problematic things, but she actually tweeted about it. Like, why would you, if you saw that you wrote that down, you'd be like, wow, this is a horrible thing to say. Why would I say that I molested a little African-American rodent? Why, why would, would you tweet, tweet about it? Yeah. And then there was another time uh, just last year when she wishes that she, she said that she wished she had an abortion. Um, and then there was that time when she got mad that, that, um, that she wasn't hit on by, what was his name? Um, oh, um, oh, Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham, yeah. And yeah, she was I mad because he called, he called her a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, they were sitting next to each other, and she was like upset that like he wouldn't hit on her. <laughs> like, who, who does that? And then, so like her show, Girls, takes place in is a, it's Brooklyn, but there's like no, there's like barely any people of color in it. Yeah. Um, I I watched like I think I talked about this on this on this podcast before, but like the first season of Girls is actually kind of tight. You know, we're not gonna lie. Like it was it was it was a cool like fresh idea of a show, right? But then after I realized how um, fucked up the show is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Then I was like, all right, I can't watch this anymore. Um, yeah. And besides all that, she also wrote in her book about how she molested her little sister. So there's, <laughs> there's that. all that too. Um, but most recently, one of her castmates, who is one of the few people of color, actually, she accused uh, one of the writers slash producers of raping her. And she was actually also underage too at the time. And of course, Lena Dunham, instead of... Um, standing with the victim. She's, she wrote this whole like thing with her, one of her other castmates that, you know, we stand by, we stand by this person. And it's like, just a couple months ago, she actually tweeted about how women never lie about sexual assault. But in this case, it's like, well, he's my friend, so he can't be lying. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. She, she's ignorant. Um, yeah, so it was just actually, it was in August. She tweeted, things women do lie about, what they ate for lunch, things women don't lie about, rape. But um, the guy that um, the she the guy that is being accused is a former executive producer and writer for the show, Murray Miller, which is all right. First of all, he has two last names for his whole name. And yeah, you can't trust that people like that. And she says that. Um, while our first instinct is to listen to every woman's story, our insider knowledge of Murray's situation makes us confident that sadly, this accusation is one of the 3% of assault cases that are mis- misreported every year. It's like, how do you know? Why are you so sure that yeah. 
inside information. And um, it is a true shame to add to that number as outside of Hollywood, women still struggle to be believed. We stand by Murray and this is all we'll be saying about this issue. Um, so yeah, it's like, you can't even, you can't even stick with what you tweeted like two months ago. And she posted another thing that's also like, um, in response to a lot of the backlash that she was getting, she tweeted, I believe in a lot of things, but the first tenet of my politics is to hold up the people who have held me up, who have filled my world with love. It's like, all right, so because this person was nice to you, that means that they couldn't have hurt someone else. How well, selfish is that? Uh, how, how much in denial do you think she is? I don't know, but she's completely, she's so self-centered. Like, she just cares about, like, her own experiences and that's why she's not actually a feminist yeah she's trash she is trash um and i'm hoping that i'm hoping that people are finally seeing her i mean every time she posts something like if buzzfeed talks about her the top comment is always like stop talking about lena dunham she molested her sister she's awful so i'm hoping that more people i mean i mean they're not lying though yeah for sure. So yeah, Lena Dunham did something horribly problematic. What's new? You know, uh, all right. So here's my thing. Here's my thing, right? So you know how a lot of people nowadays are saying the the concept of respecting women is sort of like a fad because it's not like 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 you know why why are, why weren't we respecting women before? You know what I'm saying and stuff like that. So um i my my issue my issue with lena dunham kind of has to do with that right so i i was reading something i was reading something about her how she in the past was not was not a quote-unquote feminist right mm -hmm. that she she like you know in the past was sort of like uh very like loose with things but because like the show was doing so well she she kind of like took on that role of being a feminist right um, uh, yeah. Like, like, like her. Basically, they were comparing her when the show started to her now, right? Mm -hmm. And she kind of just took on that role of being a feminist because of the show's success, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, but I think that um, that somebody's got to call her out on her shit. When I mean by somebody, I mean like somebody that works with her, somebody in Hollywood got to got to call her out on her shit because like. This whole being a fake feminist thing is not cool. It's not cool. No, no, it's not. And I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, everyone in just like the general public sees her for what she is, but she's still like being um, lauded by Hollywood. Like she was in American Horror Story as this like feminist hero. And I don't know why people still love her. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, well, I mean, there there must be there must be a uh, a reason why. Maybe like she she puts up she she can play the feminist role, but puts up with whatever Hollywood people want her to put up with. You know what I mean? The feminist won't. The real feminist won't. Say that again. Maybe she puts up with things that that the people in Hollywood would want her to put up with that Maybe. the feminist won't. You know what I mean? I don't know. 
Um, but here's an, um, besides all of the other like horrible things that she says, she's also just incredibly cringy. And she has a, she wrote uh, a poem about Donald Trump. Um, I think it was like right after he got elected yes. or something. And I'm gonna read it to you all because this kind of gives a glimpse into what her brand of feminism is like. Donald Trump, oh, Monday after the march, uh, Women's March, Donald Trump only recognizes the humanity of women who look like his daughter. But after this weekend, he better know that we are all his daughters. Oh rebellious, <laughs> rebellious ones. The kind who steals the car keys and the wallet and sneak out before we can be stopped. The kind who fuck with his friends and flirt with his enemies. The kind who turn it out and rage out. The kind who don't give a shit what our daddies think and recognize the way so many fathers have failed us. What the fuck? <laughs> so <No>, what? <laughs> her she her feminism is just being like this rich, this rich white girl who is spoiled and doesn't care what her daddy thinks. <laughs> so yep. But um enough of this Lena. Lena shit. You want to talk about Black Friday? Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, the best thing that used to be about, no, used to be the best thing about Thanksgiving week was, you know, food, uh, football, and family. Going, yeah, that too. And <laughs> and going real crazy shopping the following day. Yeah. I remember, um, like, it was, it was kind of exciting, you know, like, waking up or staying up until, like, 2 in the morning and then going out to try to get some deals and not get squashed by everyone else. Um, but it's kind of changed over the years. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Black Friday starts on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it just keeps getting earlier and earlier. And it's like, okay, well, what's the point of Black Friday? Pretty, like, Pretty soon Black Friday is going to start like a Halloween. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, actually, I remember you told me that you were looking at a new TV because – and it was part of like Black Friday deals. You already know. But I mean, all right. So have you had any like any wild stories going shopping on Black Friday? So in recent years, um, my friends and I, we would go to Black Friday, just kind of people watch and just kind of hang out. <laughs> um, and there was this one time when I went to Sephora and my friend Emma and I decided to just kind of like there was a bot a sample bottle of nail polish and we just took it and <laughs> wait, 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 let's back up. It doesn't really so, have anything to do with Black Friday, but so but. so you went you went shop or you went people watching during Black Friday. Yes. And you ended up um for lack of better terms, stealing lack of better terms, stealing a sample bottle of nail polish. Yes. We were young, okay? It was wrong, but we were young. We wanted the thrill of it. But yeah, it was like a tiny sample bottle of nail polish. How um, many How many there. sample bottles of nail polishes have you stolen in your life? <laughs> only one. Only one, I swear. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the, the craziest Black Friday experience that I had, I think. Um, yeah, that's it. I, I can't ever actually buy anything on Black Friday because I'm like, don't have the patience to stand in line. Like after you find, if you're able to find whatever you're trying to find, then you have to stand in line to check out. And it's so, so boring and long. I feel you. I, feel you. I, I think um, 
the the black Fr the, the thrill of black friday is planning out what it is that you want you know? see i never plan stuff <laughs> i don't plan it all right so my first my first year going out on black friday to shop right um i didn't plan it properly and like i ended up getting a couple of things that i wanted but everything else was like sold out right so i was like damn i got i gotta come correct next time right so the following year um you know i got together with a group of friends right it was me and three other people and we're like all right here's the plan you know um the the, the sales for what we want starts at 11 p.m thanksgiving right so what we're gonna do is we're gonna hit this spot at 11 right we're gonna get everything we want from there okay we're gonna go we're gonna drop all this shit off in my crib right then hit the road again we're gonna hit the mall. We're all gonna split up. We're gonna hit this store, this store, this store. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we, we actually made a plan. Wow, plan strategizing. Right, right, all the way through. Um, we we ate. We were ate, We started like late, like late, and we ended like around seven a.m. Right, and we got everything we wanted. Got everything we wanted. Right. What did you get? Wow. Um, I got an Xbox, a TV, like a bunch of clothes. A bunch of games, shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like my homie got like a camera, um, and a bunch of other things too. But like it was just like everything that was on our list that what we wanted. You know, we made sure to get. So, um, you know, we we you know we we're in an international mall. It's like packed, like packed, packed at like seven in the morning, right? Like there's like a line of cars like coming in, sort of thing. Like it's crazy. Um, and we're, we're, we're pulling, I'm pulling out and, you know, I'm at a stop sign and it's one of those, like those, uh, incoming traffic doesn't have to stop sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I was clear to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And this car, he turns, he turns in like speeds. Right. And hits me. And it was like <gasps> super, super, super bad situation. Like fucks my car up right um i just re i remember uh i was so pissed because um basically like everything that we that, that i got that day right it didn't even like like I, everything that i saved all the money that i saved didn't even cover like how much the damages and shit like that and how much i had to pay for insurance like for the next like three years <laughs> like three years Oh my god. So I was gonna say like at least you know you did have to pay a lot of money to fix your car, but at least you saved money from Black Friday, all those Black Friday deals. But then I was like, well, you wouldn't have even been in that situation if you weren't shopping. So <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So but, are you gonna are you gonna go shopping this Friday? Hell no. Ever since that year I only online shop on Black Friday. On Black Friday, you don't do do you do Cyber Monday? Cyber Monday is the same thing as Black Friday. They have the same deals. True. Yeah, but I mean, if I don't get it on Friday, I'll do it on Monday. Yeah. Um. So, do you have any tips for people that are buying stuff online? Yeah, for sure. Um, know know what you want ahead of time. Like, big thing. Like, don't go looking 
for things that are that are that are good to find like do your research see what's on see what's going to be on sale because they always tell you ahead of time there's no like surprises like they'll tell you what's going to be on sale when so like um set an alarm set an alarm so that that way you're ready because it's a first come first serve thing so like set an alarm so that way you're ready to to try to get it quick um what time do you usually wake up to online um, shop not not early because like what, what happens is let's say there's a tv that's on sale right like they'll have like three different sales for that tv so i'll make sure i'll do it like later on in the day or whatever okay i yeah. have a tip um if you go on camel camel camel.com you can um you can see you can see the history of a item's price on amazon so if you're on amazon and you're like man it looks like this is on sale um but it's like, how long has it, is it actually that good of a sale or will it possibly go down even lower than that? So you in, you type in, you copy and paste the URL into the Camel 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 website and then it'll show you like the whole history of like, you can see the lowest price it ever went to, um, you can see the highest price it ever went to and like when it happened. And so you can like figure out, okay, maybe I can wait a little bit or no, this is the best price it'll ever get to. Word. Mm -hmm. Another thing, if you're going through Amazon, right, try not to purchase too many things from the same retailer in, on through Amazon because that'll that'll delay your shipping more than likely. That'll delay your shipping, and also um, if it's in your cart, like let's say you're you're shopping a bunch of things from Samsung, and like it, and like let's say it's in your cart, um, if you don't check out quick enough, things that are in your cart can still be taken away. Like people can still get things that are in your cart. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, don't like what I what I what I do is like I'll get what I'll add one one item in my cart and check out. Add one item in my cart and check out. Like have multiple orders instead of trying to add accumulate everything. True, that's a good tip. Um, so yeah, good luck out there, Black Friday shoppers. Um, but you know we should reflect on the actual holiday that comes before it, Thanksgiving. And so we just want to think about reflect on what we're thankful for isn't that right wilson yeah for sure for sure um i'll, I'll let you start yeah we'll, okay. we'll, you'll do one then i'll do one how many are we okay. doing oh uh, i have one two three four five i have five but i might think of more we'll see cat cat wrote these down so i'm just gonna come up with five off the top of my head but I'm good. are you fucking serious okay i'm good so good. is that why i'm going first yeah, I need to get a sense of where you're going with this. Okay, so um, one of the things that I'm thankful for is how Facebook added the GIF feature. So now I can, so now I can comment, respond with GIFs because I'm I'm really good with um, picking out GIFs. Side note, um, I was talking to Matt uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, man, I really wish that I could respond with GIFs in real conversations. And then I realized those are just facial expressions. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I want like a specific gift, like that confused lady with all the numbers around. Oh, okay. so, yeah, so, so you want to be able to create a bunch of numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like a little boy who starts crying and then he like, or he's laughing and he starts crying. You know, <laughs> things like that. Or like the guy with the question marks, he's like really confused and smiling and the question marks are kind of like. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm really glad that at least now I can like, it's easier for me to respond with the gif on Facebook. I appreciate that. But they need to get, um, they need to get on Twitter's level though, because 
for sure. They have more tips. So, all right, you go. So, I mean, you just mentioned Twitter, 280 characters. That's that's huge for me. That's huge for me. That's become very implemental to my savagery and my everyday, my everyday, um, my everyday moves on Twitter. I am thankful for um, my Discover Weekly on Spotify. Uh, it knows me so well um some weeks yeah you know we'll have an off week here and there but uh no it's usually on point and i'm like it's a great friend okay okay um i'm thankful honestly for in general a great year in music this has been a really good year as far as like projects dropping and things like that taylor swift's new album (laughs) sorry you should see wilson's face right now I'm sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. Keep going. I can't believe you said that. Um, but no. Uh, I, you know, like it, it's been it's been a good year from everywhere from you know Lil Uzi Vert dropped a good project. Um, Sam Smith dropped a good project. Have you heard that yet? No, because I know it's gonna make me cry every time it's people so post that. Every time people it's post so up the good. Sam Smith album, they're like, I wasn't ready for it. I'm like, all right, I don't know if I'll ever be ready for it. So I just keep pushing it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I wasn't expecting it to be that good. Like, it was so good. Um, but yeah, like Sabrina Claudio put out a good project. It was just a good year for overall, just music in general. Like, like there's like Division, Majid Jordan, um, Drake dropped a good project. Like. Overall, it's good music. Good music all around this year. Um, except uh, Jay-Z dropped a dud. Oh, you think so? You think his, his album right. was a dud? Okay, yeah. Like, real quick, before we keep going on this list, I'll just mention this. If Jay-Z's project was good, how how is it possible that nobody is talking about the album anymore? No, it's Jay-Z. Like, people are still talking about Kendrick's album. People are still talking about More Life and Drake. Nobody is talking about 444. It's trash. Um, like, it was cool when it came out because Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? It's Jay Z, and like we initially talk about things because it's Jay Z. Mm-hmm. But nobody is talking about 444 anymore. As a matter of fact, his tickets aren't even selling that great on tour. Oh uh, well. I, I get I get real passionate when talking about these things because the album was trash. Do you like Jay Z? I mean, Jay Z died. Okay. I'm, I'm more of a Nas, I'm more of a Nas fan, but yeah, Jay Z's alright. Mm, okay, so back to being thankful. <laughs> um, I'm thankful for a phone that won't stab my finger in a million places. Oh my gosh, I forgot that you spent like a month or two months like with with a death trap as a phone. Yeah, my phone was like really, really horribly cracked. Like it was just a web, and I could, as I was like swiping my finger around, I could feel the little pieces of glass on my finger. And then yeah. so I put it in that Ziploc bag, in the sandwich bag, and that helped a little bit. But then you, I would notice that like the sandwich bag was starting to get cut up. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I'm just, I'm thankful that I have this new phone that won't hurt me. And people, I think, are very genuinely happy to see that I have a new phone because they're like, oh my God, I'm so happy that, you know, you're not hurting yourself every time you're trying to text people. So. Gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. All right, I'm thankful for all the strip clubs in Miami. Are you thankful for the strip clubs in Miami? Or are you thankful for the food in the strip clubs in Miami? Both, both. Um, I, I, I have so many great stories from strip clubs in Miami. It's 
like from like my very first day living in Miami when I met David Blaine at Club Eleven. David Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was showing like us and the strippers like magic tricks. It was so great. It was so great. Um, did so he, like, go ahead. Man, did um he do that frog thing where a frog appeared out of the glass? <laughs> nah, just card tricks. He was just showing us card tricks. That's cool. See. Magic tricks can really help you uh, impress the ladies. Yeah, he was he was with um and Wilson. Was, yeah, and Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> and I was definitely it was all right. So it was like me, the girl he was with, like a stripper that was like butt naked, and like my roommate, and like a bunch of other people. Like we were with some like porn stars and like the crew and shit like that. And like um, we're, we're all like surrounding like David Blaine. He's like showing us magic tricks. It was really really tight. <laughs> Oh wow, okay. So your favorite, so far the favorite things that um, of strip clubs of yours, your favorite things are the lobster tail, the strawberry shortcake, and David Blaine doing card tricks. Strip clubs in Miami are so magical, it's crazy. Literally. Um, yeah. So I'm also thankful that people are turning against Taylor Swift and Lena Dunham. <laughs> Finally! So I, I mean, I never, I was kind of neutral about Lena Dunham because I didn't know her about her show or anything, and then I just kind of like learned about her and like immediately started not liking her. But with Taylor Swift, it's been a more interesting journey though because like I like Teardrops on My Guitar and um, a couple other songs by her, but then I kind of like slowly started to see that she wasn't exactly who everyone thought she was. And like when she turned to pop, I was like, obviously, this is a calculated move to make more money, but whatever. But I feel like I was the only one that was seeing that. But now, like with all of these things coming out about her, people are like calling her Regina George. She's calling her mean girl. And they know, finally see what I have been trying to say for so long. I feel vindicated. You know, you mentioned how people are like fashion Taylor Swift, right? Mm -hmm. Now. As, as much as I want to believe that that's true, I, I don't believe it's true. Like, like yeah, like more people now are bashing Taylor Swift, but she's also gaining a lot more fans too. Okay, yeah, that's true. Because um, I did hear that her latest album, Reputation, um, was the highest selling album of 2017. And she did that in four days. She broke See, the record in four days. Without without me getting into like a lot of like specifics on like nerd like numbers and shit, this is how she monopolized the game, right? One, in order for you to get pre-sale tickets to her concerts, you have to buy the CD with it, right? So basically, she sold out her pre-sale, which means basically everybody that's going to her concert has her CD. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So so basically, she, she off-rip without, without people listening to it, she sold a lot of copies that way. You know what I'm saying? A whole lot of copies. I was reading that like she sold like almost half a million just that way. Are these like hard copy copies? Yeah, like you order you order them to come in the mail, sort of thing. Oh wow. I have only bought one hard copy album in like the past I don't know five, ten years. And it was actually Keychanata's album. <laughs> so because I wanted him to get it signed one day. That's like my dream. But yeah, otherwise I make I'm mostly just streaming it. But we right, all know right, how she right. feels about streaming music. Yeah, and, and I was gonna say that was the second point, like she does really bad on a on, on like a streaming platform like her streaming numbers are not good for somebody that like that caliber like that big of an artist so what she did was she held 
like her album was not allowed to be streamed until a week after it was on sale so basically forcing people to buy the album because they weren't going to mm-hmm. be able to stream it and again that helps her sales too so yeah like she proved she proved by doing that that she does have a really strong core fan base but then i also heard that there were people that bought like 10 albums like her mega fans they bought wow. like 10, 10 albums 15 albums and things like that like when they bought tickets they bought albums so they bought like 15 tickets stuff shit like that so yeah i mean good for her whatever or whatever you know what i'm saying like fuck her still don't go fuck about her but like you know more importantly hey mama did seven hundred thousand plays yes by kanye west by kanye west about um it almost hit like like it almost hit a million plays in one day yeah and it was because you know to show support for kanye and the day that his mother died, which was also the day that Taylor Swift released her album. So, you know, he wanted to show that we care about, we care about, you know, him and his mom. So I'm happy about that. Um, what's the next thing that you're thankful for? Wait, what was the last one to say something? Oh, you said Lena Dunham and Taylor Swift. My bad, my bad. Um, I'm thankful for Caliucas. <laughs> okay. Being so goddamn fine. And being interested in Dominican men. You already know Dominican Virgos. Let's, let's Dominican, get twisted. Dominican Virgo. Sorry, I have to be specific. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, Dominican Virgos. <laughs> um, We're interested in her too. Um, I am very thankful for. Um, all right, this is very specific, but on the new iOS, <laughs> you can when you take a screenshot, you can immediately just delete it after sending it to someone. I like, I'm very thankful for that. It's really cleared up my um, my photo storage. Like I realized that so many of my photos were just screenshots. Gotcha. I don't have that problem, I think, I don't know. You don't take very many screenshots? Nah, I don't. I try not to. You don't for wanna- that, For that reason, I, for that reason, I don't want it to like build up on my photo shit. Well, it's mostly like, there's like a lot of like memes and stuff or like, you know, conversations that I don't want any record of on my phone but <laughs> I want to send it to someone things like that so I'm thankful for that um, so. I have I have one more and then one more that you should also say wait yeah. wait, so thought, wait so you have two more then right well I just thought of one more can I say it oh, can I go because my turn yeah alright right, go I'm right, trying fine. to take my turn okay fine go Jesus Christ. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Um, I am thankful. Um, this is, it sounds really like really specific, but like, and really like cheesy, but I am thankful for literally rolling loud, like in general, like this, this year has been crazy. Um, you know, rolling loud, uh, has opened, opened the doors for me to do a lot of things and explore a lot of things in life that I wasn't able to because I had like a regular job is doing the show things so me taking this full-time moving to Miami making this a priority is kind of like um, elevated elevated my um, my goals in life I guess I say, my goals in life oh wow that's a lot deeper than the thing that I added <laughs> I'm very thankful for grilled uh, grilled cheese dedicated restaurants Restaurants that are just dedicated grilled cheese sandwiches. Um, it's I love it, 
and it's there's it's amazing how there's such a variety out there now. Um, I even have I have I even have a vegan grilled cheese spot. No, if I want to go that route, you know. Okay. So I don't, I don't think you should. Vegans are lame, but. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I I I appreciate it, and but also you can never really you can never really um take over the real grilled cheese with real cheese because. But there are like places also that have like grilled cheese that come with tomato soup with every grilled cheese order. There are places that even sell a donut grilled cheese. Yeah. Like the variety, it's amazing. The plethora, plethora of grilled cheese is amazing. Um, you should write down uh, what I said. I don't think you should. Vegans are lame, as a quote. All right, I have friends that are vegans. So they might come out for you. Like I was going to come and attack you. I've, I've been. A, I, that is a lot nicer than other things I've said about vegans in the past. I used to call vegans terrorists. Oh my god. Okay. I remember. I remember you wanted to talk about this when when one segment. So well, maybe that. Will that be should be a topic one day, but you you keep wanting to like not want to do it. All right. Cool. So my last. My last thing that I'm thankful for, which should be the first thing I'm thankful for, is for Kat and Matt, and for this podcast, and Lux, and for this podcast, for the, the, um, the venture that we took, that we decided to take with this podcast, and how cool it's been so far. Oh. I'm also thankful for that. Yeah, I really, I've realized that um, without when I don't do the podcast, I'm really sad. And then we'll have Wilson and I will have like content calls, and it'll be just as long as our podcast episodes. And I'm like, if we didn't have a podcast, like I, I feel like our phone calls could just be a podcast too. So we were, it was meant to be. Well, just know I, you're the only person that I talked to on the phone for five for more than five minutes. Because I don't uh, like talking on the phone. Oh. <laughs> I despise talking on the phone. But so, oh. no, I, I think that um we've got to a point where where we have a system, we have a system that works. Yes. Yeah, I feel like we also kind of found our flow for the most part with this podcast, which I'm thankful for. But what I what I want to end with my thankful list is I'm very thankful to have people in my life to have close people in my life who I can be 100% myself around. There you which, go. Which includes the people involved with this podcast and the people, some of the people that listen to the podcast too. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you know, shout out to our listeners, just in general. We're thankful ex, for you. Yeah, including my exes and like, you know, people that I probably don't fuck with and people that I don't know. Like, shout out to all you guys. Yeah, thank you for listening. We're thankful for you. Um, and we're really excited to um, for what's in store because we actually only this is our third. We only have three episodes left for the year, and this is the third one. So after this, it's just two left, and then we're taking a break for the holidays, and then we're gonna come back. But we're really excited for what we are planning. Yeah, for sure. You know, like me i'm really big into marketing and like i've been thinking about different things that we can do uh to elevate the podcast beyond just something that you listen to every wednesday mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, but before we leave, we got to touch upon the cringe moment of the week. Cringe moment of the week. Yeah. Um, this caught me by surprise, honestly. When I, I, I read the headline like five or six times, because so it's kind of crazy. So, yes, there is a person who is, well, they're actually living in New Orleans now, but they're, they're interviewed with a Tampa news station about being, quote unquote, transracial. So this person thinks that they're Filipino. They think they're the Filipino, and the person is definitely not. <laughs> and it's, yes, it's, I, I just, uh, we'll play the clip right now. It's a tuk-tuk. Uh, they, yeah, they use them a lot in the Philippines. Whenever, you know, I'm around, whenever I'm around the music, I'm around the food, I feel like I'm in my own skin. I'd watch the History Channel sometimes for hours, you know, whenever, whenever it came to that. And, you know, nothing else intrigued me more but, you know, things about, you know, Filipino culture. I think if you're unhappy with who you are and you change yourself for the better and that makes you happy, you know, go for it, but it's, I, I would never say it was a privilege to, you know, be unhappy with yourself all the time. Well, the funny thing is, is, you know, I had to make sure that it wasn't just me, because if it's just me, then there must be something wrong, or maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just strange. All right, so as you heard, um, this person really loves the History Channel. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, like, that's uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that, like, okay, like, maybe, like, they said they're not really happy. Um, in the clip, they say that they're not really happy with who they are, and so, but then they found, like, a culture that they really like and they really love, and which is, you know, really cool and everything, and Filipinos, we're, like, really welcoming people, but there, you can appreciate something, you can appreciate a culture without, like, saying that it's your own. Like, there's a line there. Right, exactly. And I feel like maybe he definitely stepped over the line for sure. Yeah. Could you imagine a white person going up to you and being like, I'm. No, you guys. Oh, um, I'm. Can you imagine like a white person going to you and being like, I love the Dominican culture. I watch, you know, history channel documentaries about Dominicans. I feel like I'm Dominican. You know, this. <laughs> Well, actually, actually, you know, I, I, like it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because, um, you know, I I don't want to put her business out there because I think she listens to this podcast. So I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But th that steps into this line of like fetishizing like the Dominican culture in general. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like I feel in a way like he fetishizes like the um, Filipino culture. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I know our food is really good. Like, lumpia is addictive. Um, Pancit, like, you can eat it for days. But, you know, why can't you just like it? You saw how Rachel Dolezal, how that played out. And um, it's it's not happening. <laughs> Stop trying to make transracial a thing. It's not It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. You know, um, it, it's... it's is is gotta feel a little offensive to like you know transgender people yeah i would say so and um a lot of people do try to make the case that like oh if you know caitlin jenner can say that she's a woman and be transgender why can't someone say that i'm you know i'm black now or i'm asian now and 
it's totally different because of a few reasons. Um, gender and sex, like those are different things. So gender is something that you feel on the inside that, um, you know, how do you know that you're a man? How do you know that you're a woman? But race is kind of different because it's kind of how people respond to you too. Like, you know, people will see me and they'll like respond to me and, and act towards me as if like, because I'm, I'm an Asian person. So that, that's how they respond to me. But um, so it's really different. And also like um, race in general, Filipino is not a race, but race is like literally passed down from um, your parents. Whereas gender, it's not determined by what your parents give to you. So it's complicated. And I understand why people confuse the two, but it's not the same. It's not, it's not. Yeah. And um, yeah, so um, hopefully, you know, I don't know. I, I hope, I don't wanna like, I don't wish anything negative on this person because um, I do kind of see that like, maybe they're not happy with their who they are, but being pretending, saying that you're Filipino, isn't it? <laughs> it that's, not the, that's not the situation. Yeah, you know, somebody, somebody should definitely give him a wake-up call, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that is our cringe moment of the week, and that wraps up our episode 16. Yes, you know, um, when you're at the dinner table, having a good, like, turkey with gravy, some pie, and all the traditional thanksgiving treats and meals make sure you think about us yeah think about um us. if is the conversation at the family dinner table getting a little too awkward well maybe this is a good time to bring up officially legit and get them to start tell them about this podcast and then <laughs> and uh maybe your family discussion can be your own cringe moment of the week exactly you know it's it's um, it's. I think it's safe to say that uh, officially legit is family friendly. No, it's uh, not. no, it's no, not. It's not, not at all. No, you know, when just maybe showing, you calling yourself the you calling yourself the president of the male slut association might not really fly well at the dinner table. Yeah, you, you know what? You're right. Um. So yes. Uh, good luck with your Black Friday shopping. And for Thanksgiving, make sure you eat as much macaroni and cheese as you can in my honor, because that is who I am as a side dish. So, um, and, <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> and if you have a big loaded potato. <laughs> is that a Thanksgiving meal? Is that, a, is that a Thanksgiving side dish? Listen, listen, if you see your grandma eating a big loaded potato, just let her know that it's me. Or not. You don't have to. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. Oh, and if you want to tell your, you know, your aunt and uncle that are visiting about us, you can just direct them to our Twitter, too official, too legit. You can find me at Catlin Design on Twitter and Instagram, and Catlin on Facebook. Yeah. Um. Make sure you follow our uh, Spotify and Apple Music playlist. Like. That shit is fire. We put oh my it out. god! It's amazing. It really is. Find it. It's we're on Spotify and Apple Music, so it's easy to find. And it this playlist this week or these couple weeks um is really really good. Like it's always good, but it's especially good this week. 
I'm proud. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Me too. Um, but yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at WZ Happening. You already know. Some of them pigs from your dish or whatever else you want to show you already know. And um, please be sure to also rate us on SoundCloud and iTunes so and that we can get our visibility up there. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. See you next week. Bye. It's a tuk-tuk. <laughs>